0: welcome to the assembly of yahweh sermon podcast we're so glad you're here for more information you can visit hallelujah.org or download the aoy app on apple or google play shalom this is chuck henry welcome to the message today are you ready to get into yahweh's word well i am too so let's go i'm grateful to be here and to have this opportunity and i'd like to talk today about pressing on let's turn to philippians 3 Verses 12 through 16. Philippians three twelve through 16. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Messiah Yeshua also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Yahweh in Messiah Yeshua. Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, Yahweh will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Or, as the NIV states, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Author Jenison Franklin wrote, To move forward, you have to let go of the past. You have to release what is behind you and reach for what is before you. Recall that Yeshua said in Luke 9.62, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of Yahweh. So let us press on. Forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead and live up to what we have already attained. Let us put into practice what we understand and let's press on towards the goal and pursue it. By the way, some experiences in life are too heavy to carry around and must be laid down in order to press on. As we read that passage in Philippians, Paul mentioned the prize of the upward call of Yahweh in Messiah Yeshua. That was in verse 14. Let's compare that to 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that those who run a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So notice there in the beginning of that passage, verse 24, that Paul compares this to running a race, our life that we are living right now. He compares it to running a race so that we may receive the prize. One of the key phrases he mentions there in verse 24 is to run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way that you may obtain the prize. And so that's what we are going to do today is we are going to look into Yahweh's word further to see in what way is it that we are to run that we might obtain this prize. He went on to say that everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. That means they have self-control. You know, a world-class athlete When he conditions himself to compete, to win a prize, he is very disciplined. He has a certain diet. He has a certain workout routine. He has to condition his body so that when he gets into competition, his body will put out the way that it needs to put out for him to run and win the prize. And so it is with us in life. We have to pay attention to what we are doing. We have to be self-disciplined. Recall that one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. We need that in our lives. We need to exercise these things in our lives and be disciplined and run in such a way that we may obtain the prize. Now Paul pointed out in verse 25 that these world-class athletes they're only competing for a perishable crown. You know, they may get a trophy or a big gold plate or things such as this and win a lot of money. But those are things that are someday going to end up perishing. And how much greater is it that we are running a race to receive an imperishable crown? Of much greater value. And so let that, let us be encouraged by that. And so Paul went on to say then in verse 26 that so he runs, not with uncertainty, not with uncertainty. And certainly we should run, not with uncertainty, but with our eyes fixed on the prize, with our eyes fixed upon our Maker Yahweh, whom we are to serve. Paul also mentioned that. He fights not as one who beats the air. So, in other words, not as a shadow boxer that is simply beating his fists into the air, but we are in the real fight that matters most of all. And that's the fight for life. That's the fight to do what we were made to do here in this life. And that's to serve Yahweh. And not to run with uncertainty and not just to live this life and everything be over, and we not receive the crown of life and inherit eternal life and a grand abundance into the kingdom, but that we indeed would inherit those things, the prize. The prize of eternal life, the prize of being with Yahweh forever. And so then, as I continue to go down through this passage, once again, in verse 27, Paul said he disciplined his body. He brought it into subjection, lest when he has preached to others, he himself should become disqualified. And so certainly we should consider the same thing. We need to be self-disciplined. We need to do the things that we should be doing so that So that when we witness to others, that we would be an effective witness. And that we ourselves should not become disqualified, but we have that staying power. That we have that perseverance. That we run in such a way that we may obtain the prize. So I want to ask, how does Scripture instruct us to run in such a way that we may obtain the prize? Let's look at James chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. <clears throat> James 1, 21 through 25. <clears throat> Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. How much? All. Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. And so I find this interesting that James writes of us, as it were, looking into a mirror. And if we look into a mirror and we go our way and we forget what we look like, he likens this to looking into Yahweh's word. And then forgetting what that looks like, what it teaches, and so forth. And going on our way and living aimlessly. And so we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Notice in verse 22, he said, Doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So if we are only hearers, then we deceive ourselves. Also, James in chapter 2, verse 12 said, So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. Now, the so-called New Testament was not yet compiled when James wrote his letter addressed to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. James chapter 1, verse 1. The law of liberty to which he referred is none other than that which was written before that is, the Torah. Notice, he who hears and does the Torah will be blessed in what he does. James 1.25 Thus, we have the foundation for blessing, stability, encouragement, and guidance as we endeavor to press on. So let's compare this to some of the writings before. Look at Psalm 119, verses 44 through 45. Psalm 119, 44 through 45. <clears throat> so shall I keep your law. Law is translated from the Hebrew word Torah. So shall I keep your law or your Torah continually forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. The perfect law of liberty. I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. Also in the same Psalm 119, verse 142. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law, your Torah, is truth. Let's turn to the prophet Isaiah in chapter 25, verse 1. Isaiah 25, 1. O Yahweh, you are my Elohim. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. In John 8:32 the Messiah said, "And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." He also said in John 17, 17, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. He's praying there to his Father. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And so I ask, is Yahweh's word contained in what is commonly called the Old Testament? Yes, it is. Is what is commonly called the Old Testament truth? Yes, it is. Now I just want to show in my Bible here, this is what's commonly called the Old Testament. This is what's commonly called the New Testament. And so once again, I would ask, is this Yahweh's Word? Certainly it is. We read that Yahweh's Word is truth. We read that Yahweh's Torah is truth. And so let me just hold this up one more time and ask, Is this truth? Yes, it is. And so once again, these are the guidelines that we are to build our life upon as we press on. We need to press on and we need to stand our ground. Sometimes pressing on does not imply going anywhere, but instead standing your ground. Ephesians 6.13, Therefore take up the whole armor of Yahweh that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. And so you see, sometimes it's like we've done everything we can do and now it's time just to stand. Sometimes that may be standing against the onslaught of naysayers. Sometimes it may mean standing against the onslaught of problems that are coming into our life. But having done all, we should stand. Paul also told the Philippians, remember the letter to the Philippians is where we began, and over in chapter 4, verse 1, he told them, Therefore, my beloved, and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Master, beloved." And so that's what we should do. Stand fast. I'd like to turn back to the Psalms now and go to Psalm 19, verses 1 through 5. Psalm 19, 1 through 5. The heavens declare the glory of El, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. And so it mentions the sun here who is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. And I just wanted to compare that passage to what we have talked about before here in this message. We've talked about how that we are compared to an athlete competing for a prize. And we know that when we see the sun come out and it has such strength and radiance as it courses its way, through the sky. And again the scripture here says that it rejoices like a strong man to run its race. And so that could be a thought that we could compare to and relate to that we need to be a strong man also and rejoice to run our race. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 10 through 11. 2 Peter chapter 1, 10 through 11 says, "Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our master and Savior Yeshua Messiah." And so we do need to be diligent to make our call and election sure. And as long as we do that, we won't stumble. What is the converse of that? The converse is is that if we don't do that, we will stumble or we're likely to stumble. And so we need to be even more diligent, as it says here in the verse, to make our call and election sure. As we are in the season of Passover and Unleavened Bread, I want to make mention that recall that the children of Israel were delivered with a mighty deliverance out of Egypt. And then they went on their journey towards the promised land. And so in this journey, they had tests and trials. And what was very important for them was to to remain trusting and faithful to Yahweh. Now sadly, as we know, they didn't always do that. But they had a journey that they were on. And sometimes it was their duty to stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. At other times, it was their duty to go forward. For example, Exodus chapter 14, verse 15 says, And Yahweh said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And so compare that to the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes our duty in pressing on, is that we do need to go somewhere or do something. And other times, when we've done all to stand, we need to stand and see the salvation of Yahweh. But we can think about those children of Israel, especially at this time of year, and reflect upon the mighty deliverance that they had and also reflect upon the mighty deliverance that Yahweh offers us and that we can have. And then we can also compare the journey that we're on as we go toward the promised land to their journey toward the promised land. And it's our duty to remain faithful, to remain a trustworthy servant of Yahweh. It's our duty to press on and in pressing on to do so in a way that the Scriptures outline for us to do. So let's review once again, how was that put? Paul said, "Run in such a way that you may obtain the prize." 1 Corinthians 9:24. I want to now go to Romans chapter eight, uh, verse 37, Romans eight, verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And so there's quite a bit of talk in the Bible about things such as competing for the prize, winning, in this verse, being more than a conqueror. And praise Yahweh, we can be just that with Yahweh's help and His grace and His power provided to us. And so, by the grace of Yahweh, by His influence, His divine influence upon our lives, by what He's offered us, by us taking Him up on His plan to come back into fellowship with Him and to walk with Him. We can be confident that Yahweh will provide what we need on this journey. Going back to the letter of Philippians again, Paul expressed confidence to the Philippians that they could press on and complete the course. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3-6. through 6. Philippians 1, 3-6. <clears throat> I thank my L upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Yeshua Messiah. And so that's something that we can take to motivate us and to help us uh, to be confident in serving Yahweh. Once again, Paul said, I just love this, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Yeshua Messiah. So let's remember that, and let's stay faithful to the call that He that He who has begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Yeshua the Messiah. Hebrews chapter ten, verses thirty-five through thirty-nine. Hebrews ten, thirty-five through thirty-nine. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Now, we've mentioned this idea of a reward quite a bit, a prize, a reward. And we're told not to cast away our confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. Yes, it's going to take some endurance. So that after you have done the will of Yahweh, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. And so be it. Let us not be of those who draw back to perdition. Psalm 56.9 says, When I cry out to you, Then my enemies will turn back. This I know because Elohim is for me. What a great thought. Elohim is for me. Near the end of Paul's life, he reported in Second Timothy four, seven through eight. Second Timothy four seven through eight, Paul reported, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. There we find those analogies again, fighting a good fight, finishing the race. And he says he kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. That's that prize referred to before. The crown of righteousness, which the master, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who loved His appearing. Won't that be a grand crowd? And so I want to conclude by giving a reminder that we would press on, that we would forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead and live up to what we have already attained. Let us put into practice what we understand and let's press on toward the goal and pursue it. And, as I mentioned earlier, some experiences in life are too heavy to carry around and must be laid down in order to press on. And I think probably all of us have experiences in life like that. And so this is, I believe, an important factor to remember. But what we need to do is press on. And let us look into that perfect law of liberty discussed earlier, and not be a forgetful hearer, but a doer. May Yahweh bring these words to your mind, and may Yahweh richly bless you. Thank you.